Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 9 of Genesis chapter 5. And we're going to be reading beginning in Genesis 5 verse 21. And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And I'll stop reading there. Now, we've um, been going along for the last few calendar reference patriarchs, the last few individuals that God tied the calendar to their lifespans, And typically, it has said, for instance, when summing up the years of their life in verse 14 regarding Canaan, all the days of Canaan were 910 years, and he died. Verse 17 regarding Mahalalel, all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years, and he died. And in verse 20, with Jared, and all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. And we see that pattern is broken with Enoch. Enoch is laid out similarly. It says he was 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. There is a slightly different wording in verse 22 regarding, um, yes, God tells us that after he begat Methuselah, uh, he lived for 300 years begetting sons and daughters, but the Lord also adds that he walked with God after he begat Methuselah. And then God sums up Enoch's lifespan in verse 23, and all the days of Enoch were 365 years. But there is no statement that he died. And, and then in verse 24, there's explanation, Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. So the pattern is broken that was established because God did something special with Enoch than he did with other people. And and actually, when we read the Bible, it was a very rare thing that God did by taking Enoch. And we'll look at what that means a little later on. But but basically it means he did not die. God took him into heaven, out of this world. And Enoch did not die. Uh, when we search the Bible, we find God also took uh, Elijah in a similar manner. And God, at the time of the end of the world, will take all of his elect people that are alive and living on the earth when Christ comes to destroy the world. And they also will be translated, that is, they will be changed 
and and brought into heaven without ever dying. And so Enoch is a special figure in biblical history because he did not die. And and so we're curious and interested to find out what we can about him. First of all, let's look at the numbers, the ages that God gives with Enoch in verse 21. Enoch lived 60 and 5 years. Okay, now, and then he begat Methuselah. And, and we understand at this point that uh, it does not mean Methuselah was born when Enoch was 65. Only that Enoch had a son who would later, uh, or Methuselah would come through that line. And it was an individual who later, uh, a son or a grandson or a great-grandson, would come through that line and Methuselah would be born into that family. And Enoch was 65. 65 broken down and you know we break down numbers because the bible allows this you know it might be a good time to to quickly show where god does this himself in the book of revelation in revelation chapter 21 it says in verse 12 and had a wall great and high and had 12 gates and at the gates 12 angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. Twelve gates. And then God breaks it down, three for each direction. And and we can see four times three equals twelve. And twelve is a number that has its own spiritual meaning, means fullness, but so too when it's broken down, three times four, three indicates the purpose of God, four, universality, the furthest extent of whatever is in view. And and so in this case, in Revelation 21, it would relate to the new heaven and the new earth and, and all of God's elect. But that's why we're, we break numbers down. Now, sometimes there's a number you can't break down. That is, to break down a number like 65. Okay, with, with the number 65 right away, any number ending in a 5 or a 10 can be broken down or divided by multiples of 5. And, and so you divide 65 by 5, and it turns out you can do that 13 times. 13 times 5 equals 65. And and that's where we get our two numbers. 5 cannot be broken down further, neither can 13. And so uh, with the number 65, you cannot break it down with the number 7. Uh, it cannot be broken down with the number 11 or 17 or any other number only those two numbers make up the number 65, 5 times 13. And so, since those two numbers are what really makes up the number 65, then we can break down the number 
and we can see that there's added spiritual significance. And remember, every number is a word, and words in the Bible have spiritual meaning. And so the number 65 can be broken down to 5, which is the number for atonement, times 13, which is the number for the end of the world. And and does Enoch have anything to do with the end of the world? Well, we were just discussing how he's a special figure in biblical history because God took him. And, and yes, God at the end of time will take his people. He, he will, at the end of the world, finally, he will rapture them and they will be translated like Enoch was. So we can see that, and that would also relate to the atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ being fulfilled and and brought to completion. And so Enoch's age of 65 is significant. Also, another bit of information about Enoch concerning the point that we're at in the biblical calendar, we've been counting down. Uh, but, but let's just go to dates that we already know. Creation 11,013 BC. And then Enoch is born in the year 7106 BC. Uh, 7106 is 3,907 years from creation. 7106 is when he was born. And if you uh, take that date of Enoch's birth, 7106, and add the year 1994, so 7106 plus 1994 equals 9,100 years from the birth of Enoch until the dividing point of the Great Tribulation, which comes after Earth's 13,000th year of history in 1988, is 9,100 years. And 9,100 is a number, when broken down, is 7 times 13 times 10 times 10. And 7 points to perfection, 13 again to the end of the world, and then 10 times 10, completeness, doubled, and it's a even stronger emphasis indicating that uh, after 13,000 years, the world will come to its complete end. And all of God's elect typified by Enoch will be translated. They, they will be brought into heaven just as Enoch was. Now, Enoch, by the way, his name means to dedicate or to train up, you know, train up a child in the way he will go. Well, that's that's what Enoch's name means. And all right, the first number was 65, and we saw it can be broken down 5 times 13. And then 300, verse 22, Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years. And 300 is 3. The purpose of God, the number three points to God's purpose, times ten, times ten. Complete 
purpose of God. With that number 300. And then verse 23, And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Now, 365 breaks down to 5 times 73. 5 relates to atonement. Uh, but 73, as far as I know, has no significance, or it's a number we do not understand its spiritual meaning. And so uh, we kind of leave that because we there's nothing we can do with the number 73. But the number itself of 365 is very significant. The, the total age of Enoch, because... That's the number of days in a year. That's the number of days, 365.2422, that God established from the very beginning of the creation when he created the sun, moon, and stars and, and set the celestial clock into motion. It ordered time and kept track of time and every year is 365.2422 days. And, of course, uh, you know, if God's going to point uh, to a year, uh, he, he, he can't involve the .2422 aspect of it. You, you point to the main figure, 365. Enoch was 365 years old, and he was taken. And... And so we can see that a year is in view. A year. And the Bible does speak about the acceptable year of the Lord. Uh, and it's something for us to just keep in mind that when God completes the acceptable year, the Bible also speaks of a year of vengeance. When the year is complete, Enoch was taken up at the end of 365 and and it may point to the body of believers being taken up at the completion of the year that's in view. And, uh, you know, uh, right now I'm a little hesitant to say it's the acceptable year of the Lord or the year of vengeance, but we do know that God is directing us to the completion of a year. And... And so uh, that would be something for us to keep in mind. Okay, so as far as the timeline of history, when Enoch was born uh, upon the, the death of Jared, it's the year 3907 from creation. And, and again, Jared died that year. Enoch was born that year. It's end to end at this point in the biblical calendar. The biblical calendar patriarchs that God is tying tying to, the, the keeping track of time, are end to end. One dies, the other is born. The same year, and, and so in the year 3907, Enoch is born, and then he lives 365 years. And in his 365th year, which is uh, the year 4272 from creation, 
Then Enoch is translated. Now, uh, the year 4272, we're, we're just keeping track of the overall years, but if you were to look at it from, um, you know, from creation in 11,013 BC, then from Enoch's birth in 7106 BC, you minus 365, and it's the year 6741 BC. Now, it's interesting how 6741 B.C. to the birth of Christ in 7 B.C. is 6,734 years, and it breaks down to 2 times 7 times 13 times 37. There there's some interesting breakdowns with Enoch's lifespan you know, we, we typically project it into the New Testament time, I, into our, our time and, and compare it. Uh, we add up with 1988 or as we did with 1994 from his birth. But there's also some interesting dates from, uh, Enoch's time period to other Old Testament dates like the birth of Christ. And, and that number I just gave. Also, from uh, Enoch's birth in 7106 to the flood in 4990 B.C. was 2,116 years. And that breaks down to 2 times 2 times 23 times 23. A doubling of the number 2 and a doubling of the number 23. And... Uh, you know, we know that God uses the flood as a figure of the end of the world. And, and so it's not surprising that this man Enoch, who, uh, is related to the end of the world, uh, based on how God, um, brought him into heaven, and also, um, uh, how that relates to the rapture of the elect at the the time of the end, and and the timeline from his birth to 1994 of 9100 years, we we can see how Enoch is used by God and ties him in with the events that unfold at the end of history, and and so it's interesting that there's a doubling of the number two and a doubling of the 23. From his birth to the flood in 4990 BC. Alright, now let's, um, go back and look at a little closer at some of the language here in Genesis 5 verse 22. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. Now, the, um, same kind of wording is found in the next chapter. It's not found very often in the Bible. Actually, um, I couldn't find any other statements outside of these two chapters that, that are worded uh, exactly this way. Enoch walked with God. And then in Genesis 6, it says, in, beginning in verse 8, But Noah found grace in the eyes of Jehovah, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man 
and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. So Enoch was is said to have walked with God, and Noah is said to have walked with God. And and again, you can find um, all kinds of verses where where uh, men of God walked in the commandments or in the truth or or those kinds of statements. And actually, that that is what it means. Uh, for instance, it says in First John. In 1 John chapter 1, in verse 6 and 7, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. So we walk in the light as he is in the light. God is in the light. Christ, eternal God, is in the light. And and so as we do so, we're walking with God. In Second John, it says in uh, verse 4, I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth as we have received the commandment from the Father. And verse 6 in Second John, and this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment, that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. So it's very clear that Enoch's um, walking with God and Noah's walking with God simply means that they did the will of God, they kept his commandments, they followed the truth, of God. They, they were not walking in darkness. In other words, as man naturally does, as every sinner does do in, in a rebellious state. And Enoch, as well as Noah later, as God says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Well, Enoch also found, must have found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God had to have saved him. And, and, and then after saving Enoch, God gave him a new spirit and a new heart. And, and in that, uh, new, uh, soul existence, he kept the commandments of God perfectly and he had a desire to do the will of God. And, and yes, this man lived over 9,100 years from our present time. And there's no difference in the gospel, no difference, no change in how God saved him and in his response to God's salvation that there was an ongoing desire to do the will of God. And so it tells us Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years. And since it says he walked with God for 300 years, I think we can gather that he was saved for the entire 300 years. Did he become saved when he was 65? Well, uh, that isn't maybe stated. Um, it's possible that he could have been saved at an earlier age, but it, it's certainly said that he walked with God for 300 years, and you can only walk with God 
after you've become saved. uh, Can two walk together unless they be agreed? Now, that's a different Hebrew word in Amos, translated as walk, but it has the idea. You cannot walk with God unless you are in agreement with him concerning his commandments. And a person who has an unsaved, stony heart, uh, a deceitful heart, desperately wicked, is not in agreement with God regarding his commandments. Uh, he, he may profess it with his mouth, but his heart is far from God. So we are here told of an individual who was saved for 300 years at least in his life, for this 300-year period. And again, the number three, pointing to the purpose of God, and ten would be completeness. It's three times ten times ten that, that Enoch walked with God, and it was God's purpose for him that uh, he walk as a child of God uh, for that length of time. And, and then following the 300 years of obedience, of keeping God's commandments, of walking in the truth. And, and you know, uh, we can see how he is a good illustration of the elect people of God because God's elect are obedient. They are faithful. They keep the commandments of God. They do the will of the Father. And it's all a result of what Christ has done and, of course, the enormous change that God has worked in their soul where where he's performed the heart transplant. And, and as it says in Ezekiel, I will cause you to walk in my statutes. Well, why don't we, why don't we turn there? It's in Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and it will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I'll give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. And so that's exactly what God did with This ancient child of God, this early child of God, well, 4,000 some years from creation, but, but it's certainly long ago from us, and it's early in the biblical history as far as the, the Bible's concerned. This, uh, wonderful believer named Enoch, he was saved, he had a new heart, and, and as a result, the Spirit of the Lord and that new perfect soul caused him to walk in God's statutes. And when you do that, you'll find God is with you. God also walks in his commandments. He has obligated himself to keep his own word. He will keep the law of God and follow the law of God that God is not above the law in any way, but he has humbled himself as the Lord Jesus demonstrated in submission to it. 
Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.